Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Contractor Growth Network. I'm Logan Schinholster, and in today, instead of being joined by Alex, I'm actually joined by a guy you've probably heard about on this podcast, Billy Jean from Billy Jean's Marketing. Billy Jean, what's up, what's man? Up? What's going on, man? Thank you for having me, brother. Dude, thank you for coming on this. So uh, we were talking a little bit uh, before this. Is that a this, bottle so of my... vodka hanging up behind you? No, it's actually, it's a, uh, can you see that next to the cat? It's yeah. my mom made it for me. This is so I'm quarantined in my apartment because we got kicked out of our yeah. place. But my uh, my mom took a a saw or and cut out like the glass of a bourbon bottle and strung yeah. lights inside of it. Oh, that's pretty. So you can actually shout turn out it on. It looks, to moms. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks cool when you turn it on, but it's. it's oh, I was like, hey, bottle box behind you. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those podcasts. So yeah. <laughs> Um, so we were talking before this and about like what the audience really likes and stuff like that. And I know for you, you come in with this huge background in, in video marketing and sales marketing, all this stuff. So do me a real quick favor, if you don't mind, give me the, the 30,000 foot overview of who is Billy Jean. And I guess, what is your overall mission with what you're doing? Dude, I'm, I'm just a guy who's really good at advertising and sales on social media. That, that's it. And started an agency. That's how I got to know, work with some of the largest franchises in the world. Um, then after my agency was successful, uh, went into teaching and education, got almost 100,000 students in 75 countries. And so we teach entrepreneurs, especially small business owners, how to fucking get customers and sell, period. The end. So why is that important? Like, why is that a, a, a need that you found in the market? Because I realized that nobody actually practices it and nobody actually teaches it. And it was the weirdest thing because it's literally the only fucking thing that matters in business. And so I just thought it was fascinating that you can go and get a master's degree. You know, you can learn so much in finance, undergrad, and, and just learning, even when people talk about business. But nobody talks about the simple, the first fucking class should be sales. And what they should be saying is every single day you should be role playing. Like there should be a class dedicated in every single aspect of business that has to do with role playing. And what you do is you show up to that class and you role play every single objection that your customer is going to have so that when that moment comes in real life, you know exactly what to say, exactly how to overcome it, and everybody will make more money. That's the type of shit that we teach, the stuff that actually pays the bills, especially right now, which, which is what everybody needs. So let's talk about that role playing thing, because aren't all objections different? Aren't there like 4,000 no. different objections? There's five. Or maybe less. I don't know. Maybe a little bit more. It's it's the same. And everybody knows. I mean, and the, the best part about objections is it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Like you can literally grab a million entrepreneurs off the street. And weird enough, everyone's going to get the same handful of objections. I don't have the time. It's too expensive. It's price. I need to talk to my significant other. Uh, I need to discuss more. And then anything other than kind of those fundamentals is they're lying to you. Like they're excuses. So first thing I talk about going tactical here is when anybody hits you with an objection, the first thing you do is not acknowledge it is to translate it. What are they really saying when they're telling you that, you know, the price is just too expensive. Are they really just telling you, I just don't think it's fucking worth it. When they tell you, uh, Hey, I got to talk to my wife. Is it really just a polite way of saying, Hey, I'm going to fucking leave like translate what they're really saying first. And then from there, you start to handle the objection, knowledge, et cetera. So how do you do that? I mean, like, are you doing like a, a cushioning statement? Well, let me just do this. All right. Hey, Billy, I really appreciate it, man. It sounds awesome. But like, I got to talk to my wife first. So the very first thing, I'll give a couple layers to this. Okay. okay. Um, 
the very first thing that you have to do in this situation, hey, I got to talk to my wife first or all this bullshit we translated, right? So you tell me, what do you, what is someone really saying when they say they got to talk to their wife? They're saying, you know what? I don't have the courage to say no, but it's a no. Okay. Now the worst mistake that salespeople make in this place is this. Go ahead. Hit me with it. Billy, dude, I appreciate it, man, but I got to talk to my wife first. Logan, man, come on, dude. You know you don't need to talk to your wife. Like, come on, that's stupid. You're, you're a man. Like, you don't have to do that. Da, 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 da. Don't talk to your wife. Come on, just sell. No one buys when they're being pushed. No one's going to buy like that when you're trying to bully them out of decision. So my biggest thing before anything is I always overcome objections with questions. Now, it sounds counterintuitive, right? Like someone says something and you want to like defy them. But when someone's being defensive, when someone has their guard up, they're definitely not going to fucking buy. So, and also too, I always remember this is you can't convince someone of anything. They have to convince themselves. Now you can ask guided questions that leads them to a decision. So let's ask the question again, but this time let's ask a question and see where the conversation goes. Go ahead and hit me with it. Billy, do I really appreciate it. Uh, let me talk to my wife first. Awesome. I, I totally respect the fact that you, you, you talked to your wife. What specifically would you like to ask her? So pause, even right there before you go. Makes me think. It makes you think. Takes right. the conversation somewhere else. And now you're going to reveal your true objection, not the bullshit. So yeah, what specifically, uh, Logan, would you like to ask your wife? Oh, uh, I just I just got to make sure she's okay with all this. You know, it's just, it's more money than we were thinking it was going to be. So I just want to run it by her first. Gotcha. Well, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you need this product? Uh, probably about a nine or a 10. Gotcha. So regardless if your wife says yes or no, what's the most responsible thing to do for your business? I guess move forward, huh? Oh, okay. Welcome to the family. And that's it. See, that's the whole song and dance. Now, most people aren't practicing that, right? That's the practice is knowing those. It was two, it was two questions, right? Two questions that can impact somebody's business to the max, but they're not actually taking the time to practice. And that's what the fuck I focus on. That right there, the art of what would just happen. So you, what you just did was you just, you quantified it. You hit me with the scale of one to 10. Walk me through that. Like, like, why is that such a good, you know, like sales track or word track to use? Yeah. Well, most of the time, by the, by the time you get to the point in the conversation, when somebody is asking for the sell, right. Mm -hmm. It means you probably already built some rapport. If you felt comfortable to do that, they probably already know enough about the thing. And at some point in the conversation, if you've done a halfway decent job, then they probably already said they wanted it. Right. So I'm asking a question that I know I'm going to get a strong response to. Now, by the way, if someone tells you four or five, then you didn't miss on the objection. You missed on the entire presentation. That, that's why I'm able to. And again, we're, we're hypothetically role playing. But if someone tells you, yeah, it's actually just a four. It means you fucked up. It's not the objection of the wife. It means they didn't see any value in what you did. And that's really what you missed on. Right. So the 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 one in 10 is me asking a question what I know I'm going to get the answer to and reminding right. the prospect without telling them, but have them come to the conclusion that I need to do this. Right. And then there's other ways that you can have fun with it. You know, Logan, how long have you been married? And you're like 10 years. Gotcha. Is this the first time you've ever made a decision without your wife's permission? Well, are you still married? Yeah. Okay, man. Well, let's go. You know what I mean? Like you can have fun with it. There's so many different ways and there's no right way. Right. And, and as you learn more about people's psychology, you're understanding people, what we call it a, what type of Pokemon you're dealing with. In other words, you know, what type of animal you're dealing with? You know, is it an elephant? Mm -hmm. Is it a giraffe? Is it an ant? Cause they all have different personality drivers. Some people are filled by ego. Some people are filled by fear, you know, and when you understand what kind of 
Pokemon you're dealing with, then you can close better. So, okay. So we got the, the sales side of things. I mean, how does marketing play into this? Are they, are these two separate silos that you got your marketing team and you got your sales team and they figure it out themselves or the, the best, the best way it was yeah. ever explained to me was with a golf analogy. And yeah. someone said, Hey, you know, when you're about to drive, you drive and your goal when you drive is to get the ball as close to the hole as possible. That's mm -hmm. marketing. The better the drive, the closer it is to the hole, the easier the sell is. But if you drive and the shit's in the sand, it's going to be really hard to sell. And that's the relationship between marketing and sales is marketing is the tee up, getting as close to the hole as possible. So that when you get on the phone or you're talking in person, well, at that point, you're pretty much order taking if your marketing was done effectively. And that's the whole uh, tango between the two. Because I know, um, do you know who Marcus Sheridan is? The name sounds super fun. I mean, I feel like I do. He, he, he does a bunch of conferences and stuff. I think he was out at um, Social Media Marketing World right there uh, a few times. But his whole thing is he, he said when he goes into a, uh, a business now, he gets rid of sales and marketing and just calls them growth teams and actually combines them into like one team, one fight. So he's trying to like, you know, get rid of that stigma that marketing does their own shit and sales does their own shit. Yeah, and I get what he's saying there because there's definitely synergies, but they're fucking different skills. Let's be clear, because my marketing team sucks ass at selling. They're not <laughs> salespeople. And by the way, it hurts them. If you can be understand both, which is what I am, you win. Mm -hmm. Like that's 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 the game. That's the true game. But you know, and then also my sales team, they're not that good at marketing. They're different. They require different things. You know, that process, that role play, what we're doing now, that's a, really the art of persuasion, right? It, it bleeds mm -hmm. into both, but they're different mechanics to, to execute both. Okay. Interesting take. Cause I know like I'm, I'm a huge fan of, I'll get you the leads, but if you can't sell it, then what are we doing here? Because at the end of the day, you then get mad at me because you have all these leads and it doesn't work out. So it's 100% true. That's, that's accurate. Yeah. Right. But there, that's the disconnect is a lot of the people who are driving the leads couldn't close them either. And and that's okay. that's the, that's the thing. Like, right. Like people have to practice sales as an individual silo. Like it exists by itself. And, um, you know, you do need both to make the system work. They're both important. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, you, you, you got to practice it. Hey guys, real quick break from this. If you are a contractor and you want to discuss the things that we're talking about here and you want to take action and actually have some accountability so you grow your business, head to Facebook, join our private Facebook group called Contractor Growth Network. We'll see you there. So to, to pivot a little bit, tell me about this, this new podcast that you got because you're a big video marketing <laughs> guy, but now you're doing this huge other side of the uh, the, the marketing thing. So what's yeah, up with that? It's called Billy Gina's marketing offends the internet. <laughs> and, uh, it's, you know, every single morning I drop it like five to 10 minute episodes, Monday to Friday and uh, everybody go fucking listen to it. It's great. By the way, actually, let me put a disclaimer before I say that. Yeah. Cause that's not fair. It is so insanely inappropriate. It is immature. It's like family guy meets South park meets Tony Robbins <laughs> meets miss Cleo. Like I don't, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's, it's weird. But if you like to be entertained and you know, have strong takeaways and it, it's right up your alley, but I'm just warning people who are like, not, they don't agree with cursing and, and wild. And, they're wholesome. And, yeah. Oh, they probably yeah, wouldn't like, make it this far in this podcast. By right. Itself, I was going to say, so, but if you yeah. don't like dick jokes, then it's not for you. If you like dick jokes. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Um, but, uh, the, the reason why I did that's just, that's a brand. You know, that's, that's an, and brand to me is connecting with the audience at a deeper level. And so a lot of my things are, you know, my, my video ads, my courses, a lot of those are pre-recordings that people see, you know, but I think people get a different energy and a different side of you from just listening to you talk. 
you know, and being able to go deeper with you. So for me, it's creating a more in-depth layer uh, with my audience. But more importantly than that, staying in front of them every day, like Monday to Friday, like making sure they, I want them, I want to become a habit. Mm-hmm. Your habit is you wake up and you listen to Billie Jean. I want you to be a habit, a habit that people can't shake, a habit that people have for 30 years. And that's really the, I guess, the strategy you say with it. And I enjoy it. It's fun. So where you come up with all these ideas? Because I mean, I, I listened to it and you go from Tony Robbins, the Miss Clear one. I had no idea that that was her scheme, but that was, that was super awesome. <laughs> that's right. I did some right. research on her. That was cool. Yeah. So, I mean, are you just naturally that creative of a person or are you getting fed in the morning? Like you wake no, up and we, somebody we, says, check well, this out? I have, I have Johnny here whose full-time job is to just post and edit the podcast and, and, mm-hmm. and make it great and bring ideas and stuff. But uh, our formula is, is following the math. We look at trends. We look at, you know, with the daily, like in entrepreneurship, a lot of it's not like daily shit. So we literally go to Google Trends and see what's the number one talk search about the world. So one episode I talked to about Adele. People are like, why are you talking about Adele? Like what? That makes no sense because she was the most trending subject in the world. And so we're allowing trends to bring traffic to our thing. Because if you listen to any other entrepreneur or anything, it's usually about entrepreneurial stuff. So what I do is I take the trending topic and then I put a an entrepreneurial lesson behind it. I put the parable behind it. And that's really our strategy there. So when you see me do something completely random, it's 90% of the time because it went trending or like mm-hmm. the Miss Cleo shit, that was because I was teaching and it came up and it was funny. And I just mm-hmm. thought there was entertainment value to it. But most of the time we follow the trends. So you're actually going to like Google Trends, figuring out what's hot. I mean, because like right now, I'd imagine like tomorrow's episode is all about like this $3 trillion package that's getting passed you know, and, and, or thing about in Congress. And then you well, spit that. I, I can or, tell you, as I look here, it's California. This is the, the real time. Let's see. I, I got California, El Dorado and Butte counties meet California guidelines. Nick mm-hmm. Cordero is awake. His wife announced like Robert Pattinson photographs himself for the cover of GQ. Chloe Kardashian <laughs> room into having second baby with Tristan. Like this is what's, can you grab it? Um, this is what is <laughs> that is trending. So, you know, like right there, I, I might go off of that. I might go with Khloe mm-hmm. Kardashian because she's one of the most famous people on the planet. If she's having a baby, the internet's going to break. So I'm going to talk about how she's having a kid with her ex and how sometimes you have to go back and, and severed relationships with partners that you may have thought you mm-hmm. were never going to talk to or with customers that you thought you were never going to do business with again and how sometimes a second chance makes sense. So you're seeing where the attention is on the internet and then somehow finding, you know, doing that with the podcast grab that attention, bring it back to you and spin it into some. Yeah, because it, it'll, you'll never outcompete that. You'll never outsmart that. Like there's no idea that you and I can brainstorm right here that will lead us to have something that's more searched, more watched, more listened to than something that the world is discussing. You just can't beat it. So you have to join it. And that's, you know, that's what it, I mean, that's what the strategy behind Tosh.0 was. He took trending shit on YouTube yeah. and just showed it and talked about the thing. In other words, like I'm not going to fight for attention. I have to create it out of my ass. I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon of it. That's brilliant. Super cool. Um, tell me about this new Sprinter van that you got. I saw the uh, the pictures. <laughs> yeah, I spent about almost 200 grand on a Sprinter van. And even that, to me, that's marketing. And so, for example, if you guys go to my Instagram, Billy Jean's Mark, you can see it. But uh, it's fucking sick. It's got you know two massive screen TVs, an Xbox, a Nintendo Switch, uh, a little mini bar, like uh, two adjacent benches that fold down to a bed and it's like not your average sprinter van but the the strategy behind it is to create content that cannot be recreated and what we're going to do is take that uh, sprinter van wrap it brand the shit out of it and then go to real local businesses and help them and take over their business for a day 
and filmed the whole thing. So you can even see in the Sprinter van, the back of it, we customized the entire trunk to be completely matched for holding our camera equipment. The whole thing is outfitted for us traveling with my video team and my marketing team and going into businesses and taking over and going into a business and walking in and saying, give me the phone. I'm going to take the sales call or looking at their numbers and saying, what the fuck are you doing? Or saying, how are you getting your customers? And me literally owning that and recording the whole thing and putting it out into the space. And why? Because that's what no one's doing in the space. Everybody can talk about how good they are, but nobody's demonstrating it. We will be. So how, how does this differ from like uh, the profit? You got Marcus Limonis coming in there with a fat check. Is this similar to that? Is it, you know? You, yeah, you I would say, I, I would say it? there's def- there's definitely a, a similarity, you know, to that. Um, what makes it different is Marcus, I think, is, is 50 and Marcus is cool. We met and I look up to him in, in a lot of ways, but he's a 50 year old white guy. I'm a 32 year old black kid that curses like a <laughs> sailor. That's fucking mature audiences only. Yeah. Like think about every business show you can think of. Right. It's family. It's family where everyone can watch. Not this shit. This is fucking some G shit. Like this is this is fun. This is young. We do ridiculous things, ridiculous stunts. And the whole thing mm-hmm. is entertaining. Like people keep like business does not have to be boring. Granted, profit's not boring. I've seen like almost every single episode and it's it's fantastically done. But I think there needs to be a layer of fun to it. Like you get into the rest of your TV shows that makes it more binge, you know, watchy, so to speak. Um, And and that's it. And then also too, like the the social post that we'll do while we're helping the businesses, you just really get an overshow. It's just real. And the other thing with Marcus is he comes in as an investor. Right. So he puts money into something. He may rebuild something. And that process for him to shoot may take months, six months, a year to really get the full story. Me as an advertiser, I'll come in in one day and a few hours, increase their sales. So capturing that instant moment and people go like, no way he can't do that. So every single day or you know, every single week we put out an episode or whatever it's going to be. It's me showing like this is what's possible. And then I'll have a direct response component behind it, selling our education. Mm-hmm. So it's saying, so hey, did you, you see me take over this business and help them? Awesome. Would you like to learn how to do that? Buy my shit. Ah, uh, so it's like it's twofold. You're you're going in there doing the content, but then you're using that to then spin it around and help you out. Exactly. That's the whole game. So how do you vet these businesses? Are you calling up beforehand and going, hey, this is who I am. This is what I want to do there. Like, how does that? Process no, I mean, work? at this point, you know, we, we waited. Right, we got a big brand. I mean, our ads been seen right. seven hundred times and we got audience and shit. So now it's just sending out an email and saying, who wants me to come by? My team will look at cool shit and we won't choose based on the, the biggest factor we'll decide that on is based on the entertainment factor. Like what is the industry? Is it a cool industry? That's right. naturally fun to watch in the first place. There's one. Secondly is who's the characters? Like, is it someone who's boring, et cetera, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we'll keep it diverse and keep it interesting. And I mean, there's the whole casting portion, which is going to be new to us. Right. Which is, you know, so this is, this is a learning curve, right? We're going to have to learn a lot and we'll probably suck at first before we really nail it. But I'm excited for it. What, uh, what industry do you think would be the most fun to, to step into per day? They're all the fucking same to me. Like literally yeah. all it's, you know, it's like, you got to think for a decade, all I've been doing is working with small businesses and the biggest mistake that, uh, well, one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make is thinking that their business is different. The mm-hmm. landscaper thinking that their shit is different than the real estate contractor, than the real estate investor, than the the, the subway sandwich. It's the same shit. You're, you're trading somebody for money and you want to do it at scale. There's no difference. There's not a single difference. And once people get that, you know, there's a book called Scaling Up by Vern Harnish. And it really highlights as well that all businesses go through the same problems. And once you get that, you can start playing the game differently. So let me ask you this then. So you're about to go travel, do all that stuff. One of the big things that with the audience that I'm in is everybody has families, right? They all have kids. So they say, well, you know, it's four o'clock. I'm all for it. It's family time. 
you have a daughter. How do you balance your work with her to make sure that you're splitting your time? Um, you know, it's not a perfect balance. I think one, I, I accept that, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a perfect balance, but I mean, I spend a ridiculous amount of time with my daughter now, and I guess I just stay up later or I'm more mm -hmm. efficient with my hours. You know what I mean? Or, uh, at the same time I have, you know, 30 other people who assist me with my goals, right? Our goals. And, and then that's, right. that's, the, that's the game is you don't do it alone. If you do it alone, you're never going to have enough time. If you do it with a team, you can go really far and have all the fucking time in the world. So, I mean, I, you know, for most people, there's a certain time that you have to put in where there's a complete imbalance, but you go through that. So you can have the balance and I can, I mean, I integrate, you know, people say work-life balance. I believe in more of the work-life integration side. And dude, I, my daughter's with me all the time. I bring my daughter into the office. I mean, I, I have a speaking event. My daughter will be in the back. You know, when I go travel these businesses, my daughter will be with me at times. Like, just bring her. Like, she, she's fine. You know, I have a work yeah. call. She's sitting in my lap. I got her a laptop with a video editing thing. She's four. I'm trying to teach her that so she can do it next to dad. Like, just fucking bring her. Like, teach her the shit. Yeah. Go to swap meet on Saturday. She's going she to learn how to hustle. So just integrate. Like, it doesn't have to be the separate thing. Sometimes you got to integrate it. All right. I love it. So where do you go from here? I mean, what's what's next for Billie Jean? I know you got your Sprinter van. You're doing your podcast. What's the next big thing that you got on the uh, on your radar? Um, Focus. Focus. Just doing exactly what you just said. Doing it well. Becoming more efficient. Becoming more profitable. I mean, we just invested a lot of money last year into our office and our studio and a build-out into things like the Sprinter. Like I've, I've made my investments now it's time to, and, and I feel like we have the right team in place and went through some transitions with that. And I feel really fucking good about everything, you know, where we are, what we sell clarity and just everything. So it's, it's about executing. That's it. Just, just doing what we do at the highest fucking level possible. Cool, man. So, uh, to kind of wrap all this stuff up, let me ask you your podcast that you got, man, what is the best episode that if people go check it out <laughs> and they say, you know what, this is the one that's going to get people hooked. What would you say that episode is? Uh, shit. I mean, Grant Cardone and I had a pretty good interview that people really fuck with, but that that wasn't a typical episode, so to speak. I I mean, that's that's hard. Um, I mean, <laughs> the Mother's Day episode is pretty good. Mother's Day episode is pretty, even though it's not Mother's Day, it's about we released it the day after Mother's Day, and it's called How to Not Be Like a Shitty Son or Daughter after mother's day so something along the line something ridiculous that was pretty good um but uh I don't, just check they're fucking five minutes so listen to a bunch like literally put it in it, and yeah they're, you go they're through quick. the whole season like and catch up in the episode of one of most podcasts so like whatever title hits to you and you'll get a you'll get a vibe from mine i wish i i wish i had a better answer for it. you tell me i don't know <laughs> i i love the miss cleo one was just so interesting because i i didn't know that like that like what was going on behind the scenes because I, I guess I never thought about like how does she actually sell like like what's her like monetization structure <laughs> there was like this whole document thing on youtube that broke it down it was so mind-blowing <laughs> it was crazy yeah dude. yeah it was cool the, the the grant one was cool because he talks all meaning because i mean that guy's like a wild card where he's like putting out there like bankrupt <laughs> i'm like holy shit like he just pissed off a lot of people and then he comes back he's like no i didn't do that i was like oh man <laughs> yeah. yeah it was pretty interesting yeah, it was cool, man. Well, Billie Jean, man, I really appreciate it. I'm in like all your programs, so this is super cool to uh, you know, have you, you on here. So thank you very much for everything. Guys, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, homie. Thank you.